Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing on this wonderful Monday morning with the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show? Hope everyone's doing fantastic. I'm having a fantastic day. Every day is great. Fantastic weekend, which we still work seven days a week. So, um, the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show is a single topic show. And um, what it does is, let me just make a toggle change here real quick. I forgot to do something. Let's see if I can still do it. Or if it's too late. It's a YouTube thing here. Um, it was, what was it, in the 90s yesterday here? So it's a single topic show. Let me just see if I can make this quick change to save my YouTube. And it worked. Excellent. So it's a single uh, topic show where I like to point out different things that are going on in the industry to make everybody's life better. Because right now is a really, really horrific time in the dog training industry, in the pet owning industry, with even the most basic tree of, of, of animal husbandry practices not even done, to basic training, to um, behavior modification, to um, that's enough. We don't even have to go into advanced training. Like, let's just stick with the basic stuff. Also, I'm a family pet dog trainer. And um, um, I've been up, Pauline, I've been up since one o'clock. Um, so I am up. Um, and I, I think it's really, really important that, that we start focusing on topics and breaking them down to help everybody be as successful as possible. And I think that every category of the, the, the pet um, family pet industry is in shambles right now. Everything from um, getting it, the puppy to the vet, to the training, to um, the advice you're getting on social media, to the advice you're getting from actual dog trainers, um, considering that most dog trainers, and, and I say this not with any anger in my heart at all, but most dog trainers, 90% plus, do not even have the basic skills to work a dog outside in public to any level of public access training. Now, why do I say that? Because most people that train dogs are on a reward only program and it might work in a group class setting. It might work in a classroom. It might work with a dog under threshold, but it does not work in the real world. And that's just the way it is. It's the way it is. And then you've got folks that are actually applying corrections to dog number dogs to stop an unwanted behavior, number one, um, or, you know, applying a, the technical term is applying a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. So a punishment is actually an actual word. Um, I also use the word shock collar, and both of those words are triggers to people. Um, but I will continue to use them because I do not sugarcoat things. You can use any word you want, but it's more about the methodology than it is about the word sometimes. So what we're seeing here is this. I got this sent to me last night. Um, I do have some, you know, people that send me stuff. And um, this is an actual post um, from a rescue out in the Midwest. Um, and this is how it reads. And then I want to break it down for you. So there's a lot of, in, whenever you read an adoption post, and I, I personally, and ironically, this is a German Shepherd. I'm looking for another German Shepherd. And I will not be getting one from um, a, a shelter or a rescue, um, most likely. Because finding one is uh, 
very, very difficult. So I'm working for a working line dog. Um, your average high quality working line dog is not going to end up in a shelter. It'll end up back with a breeder. That's just the way it works. Um, so here we go. You ready? So there's a neutered German Shepherd dog that's one years old, which I think is too young anyway, but it's 70 pounds. So Loki was originally surrendered because the family realized they had no time for him. He had been adopted out four times since he arrived late August. We are in mid-October, six weeks ago, adopted out four times. Our adopters have said they have... Um, said they have German Shepherd dog experience, but he keeps getting returned. Loki is a staff and volunteer favorite here. He's young and can be a handful of mouthy, jumpy behavior, but he is manageable. Strong on the leash. Needs some manners, maybe lots of manners, but he is charming. Like a storybook. Prince Charming and handsome, which helps overlook his shortcomings. No, it doesn't. Loki is said to have done well with smaller dogs, but does have some herding behavior. German shepherd dog. Uh, one adopter said he was too strong for her. The other adopter said he got amped and mouthed and growled and tried to steal the toddler's blanket. No manners and not much impulse control. So now he was returned again, and he will be going to his, let's see, he's been adopted out four times, plus the original owner is five. He will be on his sixth home in one year. This is literally exactly what is wrong with the state of dog training. We can multiply this ad times um, a million, if not more. This also just shows you how ignorant and stupid this shelter system is. Jeez, Jeff, I thought you didn't like insult people. I'm insulting an industry. It's the whole fucking industry. So let's break this down. He was surrendered by the family because they realized they had no time for him. Well, let me just give you an FYI out there. If you are looking for a dog, and they probably most likely got this dog as a puppy. He's only one years old, so he's, so he's been in this shelter system for almost two months, so he surrendered at 10 months old. So not to make assumptions, but the first owners most likely, I don't have the date on this, but most likely got him as a puppy, eight weeks, 10 weeks old. Get a fish. What are you doing getting a large breed, powerful dog, working dog, even though this is a show line dog, I can tell. But why are you doing that? High energy dog, mostly high drive dog. If you have no time, put some thought into it. Just put some thought into it. That's another story. He's been adopted out four times since he arrived late August. So in, in six weeks, in six weeks, this dog has had four separate homes, not foster homes, like what was supposed to be forever homes. Four times he's been returned, adopted and returned, adopted and returned, adopted and returned in six weeks. Our adopters have, have said they have German Shepherd dog experience. That is meaningless. You don't need German Shepherd dog experience to own a German Shepherd. You just need to have dog experience to own a dog. Any fucking dog. Like, this is not a German... Like, everything that was described is not a German Shepherd issue. It's a Chihuahua issue. 
It's a Maltese issue. It's like, it's a dog issue. It's a lab issue. It's a golden retriever issue. It's a labradoodle issue. It's a dog issue. He's a staff and volunteer favorite. Why? Why is he a staff and volunteer favorite? Do you know why? I'll tell you why. Because nobody asked this dog to do a fucking thing at the shelter except for eat food, go in your kennel, which he's probably badly behaved under the guise of assumption after 20 years and 10,000 dogs, and the dog can't even freaking walk on a leash, let alone do any basic obedience. So I'm assuming, which I shouldn't do, but I will, he's an ass in the crate. But he's a staff favorite. Why? He's probably a friendly dog, but he's only a year old. Things could go bad. And it meets the staff's and volunteers' emotional needs. And they're probably doing a disservice by not actually even putting basic obedience on a dog. Like, that's part of dog ownership. The vet, that seems to be a high priority. You got to feed them. That's a high priority. I agree. He's probably not getting exercise, which will not stop any of these bad behaviors. Let's make that clear. Exercise does not stop unwanted behaviors. It tires the dog out. Now, obviously, if a dog is sleeping, they're not exhibiting an unwanted behavior, but they wake up in the next morning and they're assholes again, filled with unwanted behaviors. He's young. We know that. He's a year old. But guess what? A year-old dog can be fully off-leash trained, under voice control, and have none of these unwanted behaviors that keeps him getting returned. He's young and can be a handful of mouthy, jumpy behavior. You can stop a mouthy dog in three seconds. You can stop a jumping dog in three seconds. So he's a mouthy, jumping dog. So with six seconds, because we do this all the time. We have it on video. Anybody on YouTube can see it. Anybody that goes to our seminars can see it. After 20 years and 10,000 dogs traveling the world, I've met my share of mouthy, jumping dogs, and they've all been stopped in three seconds. So in six seconds... You can erase those lines from his bio. And probably in a couple minutes, you can teach the new adopters how to stop it. But you can stop it at the shelter if you had any competent people there. Now, I'm not saying all shelters are incompetent, but I'm saying a heck of a fucking lot of them are. Because people are there to meet their emotional needs around these dogs, and they're not there to better the lives of the dogs, and they say they care about the dogs. If you care so much about this fucking dog, why have you not eliminated these problems? If he's a staff favorite, that means staff is spending time with him. Why are you not spending time with this dog actually fixing these behaviors instead of meeting your emotional needs, which includes hugs, kisses, feeding treats? And I'm not against hugging a dog, giving a kiss to a dog, even though they lick their balls and eat their shit, if that's what you want to do, you go right ahead and you're meeting your emotional needs. That's it. 
That's okay. I'm affectionate with my dogs. I got no problem with that. But where's the balance? But he is manageable. Manageable? He's mouthing and jumping. The only management there should be is the elimination of those things. Obviously, he's not manageable. He's been returned four times. He's, he's already had five homes. He's going on his sixth home. He's a year old. Obviously, he is not manage, manageable. Obviously, without any training, he's not worthy of being a family pet. And no, he shouldn't go to the police department because he's a German shepherd. He should go to a family home that has the basics of knowledge. Any dog trainer that has Dog Training 101, any dog owner with Dog Training 101 skills, the most basic of skills could stop this. The most basic of skills. My 10-year-old son knows how to fix this dog. Strong on a leash. Code word four, he pulls your ass down the street. Again, that can be stopped in less than one. So all of these bad behaviors that I described, all these bad behaviors that I described, you need one, one hour training session. One, one hour training session with a competent, competent dog trainer. One session. If I flew out to Indiana, which I'm not going to do, one session, I can eliminate all these things. I know Thousands of dog trainers can eliminate all these things as well. But no. Oh, what are you going to do? Abuse a dog? Shut the fuck up. No. I'm going to use well, well-practiced training techniques that are practiced around the world by tens of thousands of dog trainers who actually know how to train a dog. That's the problem out there. People actually don't want to freaking stop behaviors quick. Well, if this dog doesn't have his behavior stopped quick, we're going to start getting even worse behavior in the kennel because he's a year old. And now we're going to start seeing possibly aggression come out. Need some manners, maybe lots of manners. Oh, isn't that cute? Dan Wright, needs a lot of manners. He also needs to be fully trained or even basically trained. But he's a staff favorite. But he is charming and handsome. Charming? What's a charming dog? What the hell is a charming dog? I've never, maybe I'm ignorant. I've never heard that. I've never heard that description at all. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to sell me a dog that has no manners, no obedience, has been, been returned, is that I'll, I'll be the six dogs home, but he's charming. Give me an ugly fucking dog that's fully trained, I'll take it. Give me an asshole dog that's charming, good luck. Charming and handsome, which helps overlook his shortcomings. It does? Really? Um... You know, Judge, I know my dog put that little child in the hospital. And when grandma came over to help the child, my dog jumped on grandma and she broke her hip and she's in the hospital. 
I know that, Judge, as I sit before you. But I'd like you to just brush that under the carpet. Have you seen a picture of my dog? That's a fucking charming and handsome dog. So can we just, like, forget this ever happened? Like, who gives a shit if the dog is charming and handsome? Like, who cares? Which overlooks his shortcomings. More lies. He's done well with smaller dogs, but does have some hurting behavior. You think? When a doctor said he was too strong for her, no shit. Because he doesn't know how to walk on a leash. And he's 70 pounds of pulling dog that doesn't even have the basics of a proper heel down, which takes, again, one training session. One. And if you can't train a dog to heel next to in one training session, what are you doing training dogs? The other doctor said he got amped up and mouthed and growled trying to steal the toddler's blanket. Yep, because that's what dogs do, and it was not aggression. Dogs growl when they play tug. It's all a fucking game. But you've got German Shepherd dog experience. You should know that, shouldn't you? Shouldn't you know that? Shouldn't you know the basics of animal behavior? That when a dog likes to play and they're in drive, they like to growl too? And when they like to tug on things, they like to growl? Shouldn't you know that? And no manners and not much impulse control. Again, you're looking at any competent trainer can stop all these unwanted behaviors as well as get a dog to walk on a leash. So stop all the bad behaviors and get a dog to walk on a leash in one training session. Everything they just described. Second training session, you can teach the basics of sit, down, place, and recall. Or heal and just do your second session of heal after two training sessions. And let's say you did a five training session program from any competent trainer once a week in five weeks, which is the amount of time this dog has gone through about four households. This dog will know all of its obedience have no unwanted behaviors. Well, there'll be always some that creep up on you, but you'll know how to eliminate them. And if you're a really good trainer, you can have this dog off-leash trained doing the commands as well. No unwanted behaviors. Like if you get our Green to Graduate program, if you bought our Green to Graduate program, I'll put it up because this might save a dog's life. Or you might be struggling yourself. Academy.solidcaninetraining.com. Guys, and I'm not angry. I'm just freaking, and I'm not even furious. Um, I'm just passionate as fuck. And everyone says, you know, it's like if you really cared about dogs, you'd feel the same way. So academy.solidcaninetraining.com. The amount of time this dog went from four homes, which was in six weeks, this dog could be fully off-leash trained under voice control. Fact. Fact. We do it all the time. All the time. 
but you can do it too. Why? Because people that buy our program are doing it. Now, are they doing it in five weeks, six weeks? No. Some are. Some are doing it in three. Some are doing it in six. Some are taking two months. Some are taking three months. But they sure as hell are not putting up uh, with this bullshit. I'm going to take questions after this. Don't worry. So that's a problem. That's, that's, that is what we have here is a problem in our shelter. So what do you do about it? So I'm not going to just bitch and complain. What do you do about it? You get freaking staff that's competent. You get executive directors of shelters that are competent. You get volunteers that are competent. And you get a training program in your shelter system that actually works. That does not make any of these people bad. Well, there's a lot of executive directors that are not good. They're not good people. Because they think they're godlike. If you're so godlike, get these dogs fully fucking trained so they actually can go to homes and be successful. If you truly cared about dogs, if you truly cared about dogs, get off your fucking power trip, get them fully trained. Do you know how many freaking quality trainers would go into the shelters? Like people ask me, do I ever go into shelters to train dogs? What are you fucking nuts? Of course not. You, you can't do anything. You can't even say no to all these dogs. You can't even say no to them. You can't correct them. You can't stop unwanted behaviors. They won't let you. Everything's got to be kumbaya. Not every shelter, guys. Not every rescue, guys. But a majority of them are like this. So there's a problem. Now, one more thing and then I'll take questions. You know how a lot of times when you see a dog that's nervous and fearful and everybody assumes everybody assumes that uh, that the dog was beaten, abused, came from a bad home. So people will be say they'll say, well, it's the way it was raised. Here we go. Yesterday, I saw a man holding his dog outside Petco. Holding, like, okay. A 50-pound dog was scared in the store, so he carried it outside and was baby-talking it and rocking it side by side like you do a crying baby. You've got a dog that's 50 pounds. It's afraid in Petco, maybe because of the slippery floors, the overwhelming noise. You never socialize your dog properly. You don't know how to get your dog over over fearful things. It was too overwhelming. There was too many people, too many dogs, too many sights, too many sounds. So you picked up your fucking dog, carried it outside, and you were cooing to it like a baby, and it's 50 pounds. Guess what? That's how you fuck up a dog. So when someone says it's the way it was raised, agreed, 100%. And not because it was abused. Well, that is abuse, actually, what the person was doing in my book. It's because a grown-ass man was cooing to his 50-pound dog who was afraid in a store. That's not how you get a dog over fear. That's how you create a more fearful dog.
That's what's going on out there. And it's getting worse. And it's getting worse. And it's getting worse. Both of those things that I just described this morning are horrific. That is what is going on in the dog training pet world right now. What do we got? Pauline says, wake up. Come on, man. I am up. I've been up for a long time. Um, Kelly says, thank you for what you do, Jeff. You're welcome. I'm about to buy your course. Yeah, the course is good. It's a good course. Changes your life. Changes your life. Kim says, good morning. Are we able to ask dog training questions this morning? No. That's for Wednesday and uh, Wednesday and Friday, the What Would Jeff Do show, um, the What Would Jeff Do show is a Q&A show. Also, if you're part of Patreon, it's a, we do a Zoom on Tuesdays, which is also, which is really cool. It's face-to-face, it's face-to-face. But you can also do a one-on-one. You can do a one-on-one. That's what see, that's, people have to understand that. It's like we have put so much information out there for free. We do so many Q&As. Zoom is as low as $8 a month. This is not directed at you, Kim, either, by the way. And then we offer one-on-ones. Kyle says, good morning. Oh, good morning, Kyle. How are you? Allison, good morning, Jeff. Looking forward to this one. Pauline, frustrating stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's more sad. And if anybody's like, geez, Jeff, why are you so angry? Well, trust me, I don't lose sleep over this shit. But maybe it's time to be angry. Angelo, buddy, can you start your homework, honey? Okay. Your schoolwork? Thank you, honey. He's a homeschool kid. Most people know Angelo. He'll be my co-host this Wednesday and Friday on the What Would Jeff Do show because Joel is out of town last, uh, last week, this week. Excuse me. So, but maybe it's time to for folks to be angry. Maybe it's time for people to be angry about all this because it's disgusting what's happening. It's terrible what's happening out there right now. Mia says the frustration is that, yes, I can teach this dog manage and respect and stop those bad behaviors. The owners need to follow through. But, but see, this is the thing, Mia. Everybody assumes the owners won't follow through. And this is, again, I'm not attacking you, but it's like if owners had the correct information and would stop being brainwashed by the social media and strap on a set of balls, which they're not given permission to, they absolutely will follow through. So, like, I meet owners every day that follow through. I meet tons of owners that follow through. I meet more owners that follow through than dog trainers that know what they're doing. Owners will follow through if you actually give them a results 
oriented training program that is effective on training wanted behaviors and stopping unwanted behaviors. They absolutely will follow through. I talk to them every day. Every day, I talk to them. <clears throat> we just saw the inner circle. I think Joelle, who can still work remotely, should be announcing our inner circle, which is an intensive four-week um, uh, weekly uh, program that we have. The inner circle It's officially sold out as of this morning. Um, the folks that attend the inner circle are usually dog owners and these, these, their dogs are fully trained. They're just struggling with maybe like one or two things that they need help with. Usually it's intense help, or they just want to get to a higher level of training. So they join the inner circle. We only allow five students in. These are, right, let's see, last, the last inner circle we had, all dog owners. This inner circle that we've got coming up, one dog trainer, the rest dog owners. Our social media audience, tons of dedicated people. Tons. Um, so often that's where the wheels fall off the wagon. It blows me away that they pay me for advice. They're delighted with the results, but they let it all fall apart by maintaining the structure I put in place. So Mia, what I would do, and, and, and trust me, we, we see that too sometimes. Um, what I would do, Mia, is number one, is your human training effective and efficient? Can you be making, because we ask ourselves the same thing, can we be making more videos geared towards owners, even though like ours are geared towards owners, but can we be even making better videos, more videos, sending them home with more information? to make sure that they, it is, they keep up. Now, you're not their babysitter. It's not your dog. They should care more than you do. But are you giving them the best, most informative stuff? And are you being the best teacher that you could be? That's what I always do. I always take 100% responsibility if an owner doesn't follow through. Like, did we drop the boat somewhere? Did we miss something somewhere? Deb says, good morning, Jeff. Taking a break from clients and their dogs for an escape to Sarasota this week. Ooh, yeah, Sarasota's nice. I wasn't that effective, um, affected by the, uh, by the hurricane either. So Sarasota looks like Sarasota pre-hurricane. Yeah, I was just up in Sarasota. Uh, actually, I'll be in Sarasota later this morning. Angelo goes to uh, Tumbling Ninja Warrior. Um, little, little camp thing twice a week. Um, Carly, thank you for continuing to speak out and educate people about what it really means to care about dogs and provide them with a secure and well-managed life. Thanks for saying that. Everybody thinks that like the opposite, like I don't care about dogs. I'm only doing this for the money. Like, yeah, I probably give away more free stuff than anyone in the industry. Give me a fucking break. But meanwhile, I have to make a living still. Think about that. I, I think people forget about that part. Like, this is what I do for work. It's my job. I wish all dog trainers, you know, that do this exclusively 
people realize that like that's their career that's their job like we had someone that emailed us saying i'd like to just get on the phone and yeah i'm going to say this because it's ridiculous and people need to learn from this i'm just gonna get on the phone do you mind if i just like call up one of your trainers or talk to you about like i'm working with this aggressive dog i just want to make sure i'm on the right track i'm like no you can't just call us up about aggression i've got podcasts to get help i've got a q a show i do you know so i mentioned we have one-on-one consults do you have to pay yeah you've got to pay for 20 years experience in 10,000 dogs and you're like want to know if you're doing your aggression rehab properly where there's a high level of mistakes and danger and potential the death of the dog but even if it was an easy dog yes you have to pay but is that me being an asshole with other people being entitled but no you can't just call up and talk to one of our trainers who are busy working with client dogs you can talk to me because that's my job and that's who does the consults but it's just interesting that when you ask your fellow dog trainer unless it's a free q a show for advice you could be expected to pay for their time do you what, what if people, if I just said anybody can call me for free at any time and I'll answer your question, what do you think my day would look like? Like, what do you think it would look like? And how fair is that to the people that actually take the time to actually watch free content, to pay for consults, to buy courses, to put their dogs into a board and train? Anyway, Devin says, how can owners know if their trainer is disguising suppression and obedience as behavior mod? It's also, you're you're, you're thinking too much. You're reading too much. Devin, of course it's suppression. I've been sober for over 30 years. I've suppressed my wanting to drink alcohol, right? I don't look at it that way, but is that what it is? Or do I just not want to drink? Or have I suppressed it? Or have I suppressed the feeling? Every dog is aggressive. The goal is is for it not to come out. Now, some dogs will bite way more freely than others. But the goal is, is to instill an inhibitor so you do suppress it. I I mean, even Basenjis, I guess. Well, they don't really bark. But every dog barks. Let's put it there, out there. Every dog barks, correct? The goal is, when somebody comes to the door, I'm going to suppress their wanting to bark. Suppression is not bad. See, that's what the non-punitive community will say. You're just suppressing the behavior. You're just suppressing the behavior. And what's your point? 
I suppress a dog not wanting to jump. Why? Because if you jump, I will instill discomfort in you. Now, obviously, the dog is also taught to sit in front of people. Duh. But suppression is not bad. The bottom line is this. Can the dog go through the end of its natural life doing what you want it to do and not doing what you don't want it to do? And you're still exercising, feeding it well, and enjoying yourself with your dog. See, every time I talk about applying a punisher to a dog, people assume, assume that that's all I do. So my dogs, I'm down to one dog, but I'm taking care of Wes. Well, I don't know if that's the right word, taking care of he lives here. So Wes and Tex yesterday were fully, who rarely ever have a leash on them. So yesterday, they went for two bike rides off leash. That means they rode under, I mean, sorry, that means they ran under their free will because they could have just like stayed back in the yard. But they didn't. They ran next to me. And people, some people are like, well, of course they're going to run next to you because they can't stop. Uh, they, no. You know why? Wes has a habit of taking a shit on bike rides. So sometimes, all of a sudden, I'm like, look down. I'm like, why is there only one dog next to me? I look back. Wes is taking a shit. Well, guess what? He does stop to take a shit. He doesn't hold it in until he gets home. So he does have the ability to stop if he wants to. Why? He stopped because he had to take a shit. If a dog was exhausted, they'd slow down. And then I'd slow down. They swam five times. They hung out with Angelo and me. Did we take him on any cow rides yesterday? Didn't take him on any cow rides yesterday. And we also walked around the neighborhood, all off leash. I don't think I corrected him once. Because, because a lot of things are corrections that, that people think are not. But I'm just thinking about it. Nope. Nope. Angelo interacted with them. Angelo played chuck it in the swimming pool with them. So this concept that people that apply punishers to put instill an inhibitor to extinguish an unwanted behavior, people think that that's, oh, what a mean person, abusive person, that's all you're doing. I'm like, well, I do that, but that's not what my day looks like, Right? If my dogs were barking out the front door, I would apply a punisher. It would take two to three seconds. There's 86,400 seconds in a day. So are you going to make up a whole day like that? People are clueless when it comes to that. They don't understand it. Um, Skyler, when working at a rescue, I tried teaching dogs to heal because I was tired of being dragged. I got yelled at for saying no. Leash pops and was told I kicked a dog when when correcting jumping. Yep. Think about that. So they'd rather have a pulling dog 
which could injure staff, which does injure staff. You, you, they said you were kicked a dog. I assume you gave the dog a heel tap or a knee to the chest. Yeah. What should I do? Let the dog jump on me? So why can the dog injure me, but I can't do a well-practiced training protocol to the dog? So Skylar, the, the, the place that Skylar worked at, she wasn't allowed to say no to a dog. Wasn't allowed to correct a dog. There you go. That times how many shelters? Same rules apply. Same rules apply in most of these shelters. Kim says, okay, I'll just listen. Thanks, <laughs> Kim. You guys are uh, awesome for everything you, you offer. Thanks. Mr. D, shelters should have a much higher adoption success rate if the dogs were trained in basic manners, especially stop leash pulling and jumping on people. Exactly. So, Mr. D, like, literally, those two things, like, if that's all they did, if, if that's all they did, that would be good. Bless you, Angelo. Bless you, Angelo. Thanks. You're welcome, honey. If that's all they did, at a minimum, teach dogs how to walk on a leash. At a minimum, stop jumping, stop barking. You know, we're starting this affiliate program with our um, Green to Graduate program. Anybody can sign up for that, by the way. I don't care if you're a private person, you know, but shelters can make 40%. The affiliate program, people get 40% of the sales price. Just roll that right into your adoption fee. Roll it right into your adoption fee. Right? Every person that adopts a dog gets a green to graduate. Could happen. At the same rescue, the owner's dog, the owner's dog bit a staff member in the face, and the staff member was blamed and forced to lie to the hospital staff. Yep, of course they were. More unethics. More unethics. Tons of unethical behavior that goes on in the shelter system. Tracy, it's unfortunate that she, oh, Tracy, how are you? Oh my gosh, she used to be my neighbor down here in Florida. Well, she was never my neighbor in Florida because when I came down here, she'd already moved, but she was one town over. Done a lot of seminars at her place. It's unfortunate that shelters and rescues don't take better advantage of the help from trainers who are willing to help them if they would keep up their work and carry through to help the dogs. Agreed. Agreed. It's too bad. It's really too bad. Because we are seeing the worst dogs come out of shelters right now. Worst dogs come into our training center right now. Mia, yes, I can agree more. I have many clients who do follow through, most in fact, but the ones who return these dogs are the ones that don't want to do the work to maintain. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be laziness. I mean, there's always like, you know, I mean, people go to the gym, right? People go to the gym and 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 don't go. They, I'm sorry, they, they pay for the gym, but don't go. Well, that's not the same thing. Sure it is. Of course it is. Being out of shape, being overweight, that's a major killer of humans. Obesity is a huge killer of, 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 of people. Huge killer of people. So it should be in the general public's best interest to make sure everybody was healthy with healthy food, 
healthy, healthy exercise? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's human life we're messing with. Say, good morning, Jeff. Uh, just unreal that owners don't understand common sense and we end up being the mean trainer in their eyes. Definitely fits their emotions um, to be all love and affection, not the dog's education. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, we, I mean, I think we all get dogs to be affectionate with them and for them to be affectionate with us. Absolutely. But that's just part of it. That's just part of it. That's just part of it. You also have to train them. I mean, don't people want to go places and do things with their dog? That dog, Goose, it left uh, um, Saturday. In two weeks, Angelo, this dog came in out of control, jumping on people, barking uncontrollably, couldn't hold a command. They couldn't take the dog to outdoor cafes. They couldn't take the dog out in public. It was too embarrassing. I mean, they went for walks and stuff, but they couldn't have people over their house. Happy, happy, friendly dog. No aggression. Happy, friendly dog. By the time it left here, Angelo could walk it. He walked it. He went to Home Depot with it. Run it through all its commands. Dog learned how to swim here, went bike riding. Two weeks. A little bit more than two weeks, actually. Um, Daryl says, you're always on points. I'm not a very emotional guy, but when I go into shelters and watch the workers, I get upset. Yeah, I, I understand. Daryl, I, 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 I understand. You absolutely, you know, and you got rightly so. You get upset because you know most likely, I mean, I'm not you, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but it would upset me because you know that these dogs are destined to not do well the longer they stay there. And you know that, really, I'll speak for me, and I know that people are doing this for their emotion to fit their own, own emotional needs and not the needs of the actual dog. Mary, um, you're always on, um, I already did that. Mary, um, if I have a client not following through, that is on me, the trainer. It, it, not 100% though, Mary, not, a, not, not 100%. You do take some responsibility, but it's not your dog. It's not your dog. It's up to them. It's up to them. So Joelle, who's a personal trainer, like if someone doesn't want to do her workout program in her, in her nutrition program, that's on them. That is on them. Skyler, another dog ripped uh, open a volunteer's stomach. Jesus Christ, it was never reported. So these dogs should be put down. I used to support rescues. Now I find it very hard to. Dogs went months without vaccines, which is illegal. So, I mean, I'm not as worried about the vaccine thing. Um, but a dog ripped open a volunteer's stomach. That dog should have been put down. I thought you cared about dogs, Jeff. Yeah, I do. I care about, believe it or not, this volunteer a heck of a lot more. Because they care about more about human life. I care more about human life. Like, I thought everybody did. I thought everybody did. 
But I know they don't because I've lived it. I throw a cotton towel at a dog and somebody threatens to kill me. Like, huh? What? Seriously? Okay. Sherry, thank you for all you do. You're welcome. Any ideas when your next round of um, Inner Circle will be or just stay tuned? It's a good question. Um, well, this one's in November. This one starts the first week of November. So December, we're not going to do one because of um, we're traveling, I know. And then also, um, we're traveling. <laughs> January. It'll be January. And we'll probably put it up for sale soon because there's only five slots. And they all sell out. Every inner circle we've done is sold out. So, so Kyle, stay, yes, stay tuned, but it'll be January. And I'll talk to Joelle. I got, you know, I'm only, you know, her, her if you don't, people don't know, um, her mother died um, last Saturday night, not just, not a couple days ago, but, but about 10 days ago, her mother died. And her mother was young. And so um, Joelle had a, uh, obviously rushed back um, to New England and she's been there. Um, treating with Rish. Yes. I caught another live. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. I love it. I love it. I, I would do more. I couldn't wait to tell you I bonked for the first time. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, started my dog training business a year and a half ago. Tried bonking on a one-year-old golden retriever who wouldn't leave socks and such alone. It worked instantly. Thank you for all you do. Love you guys. Yep. And a remote cow works even better for that. Kathy, uh, I'll be coming certified a volunteer to Charlotte Humane Society. The asshole sent me up uh, to fail by putting me in a kennel with a huge pit, pit that, had, that had bit three people. Well, that is an asshole. I survived. He then gave me a GP that was at least 150 pounds to loose, loose train with only a flat collar and leash. I was not allowed to use any tools, including treats. Well, that sounds like your mentor is a fucking asshole. Really? I mean, I mean, I get it. I get the rigors of training. I, I know lots of people in the military. I know a handful of Navy SEALs. I know, you know, intense, you know, first responders. I get it. I, I know plenty of people in the medical profession. I get it. We're talking about like, you know, life and death here. But we're also talking about life and death of, of, a dog and you should be given all the tools that you need. It's ridiculous. So somebody wanted you to fail, which they should want to see you be successful. Kim says, remove the desire. Yes. Thank you for making suppression clear. I didn't think about it that way. Devin. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just not a bad word. It's just not a bad word. But, but it's turned into this bad word. I mean, the reward-only community, which, does, which is, by the way, a marketing scam, because there's no such thing as reward-only. And if they'll say, well, oh, well, you just don't, this is what the, the, the latest thing is, people that will say, well, you, don't, you just don't understand what reward-only means. I'm like, 
I, okay. Reward only? No punishing? Which part don't I understand? Like even they will try to convince you that suppression is bad or teaching an alternative behavior instead. Well, well technically you're suppressing. You're, supp you're suppressing a unwanted behavior by quote unquote, supposedly making an alternative behavior better. The problem is you haven't eliminated the unwanted behavior, but what do I know? Um, Lisa says they feel down, uh, shelters downplay issues because most know little to nothing about dogs agreed or feel pressure. They feel sorry to home dogs, regardless of the suitability agreed. And that's not all. That's not all, but pretty much. Yeah. Or even the opposite, even the opposite on that one, Lisa, some shelters make it so difficult to adopt a dog. The dog never gets adopted. That's why people go to backyard breeders. That's why people import dogs. That's why people like, like, it's incredible. You make it so difficult. Like, do you know how many German shepherd rescues will not let you adopt a dog without a fenced in yard? What do you need a fenced in yard for? Walk the damn dog. Train it to be off leash. You don't need a fenced in yard. Um, there we go. Allison, there's a rescue that told me that he has mandatory fence requirements for any large dog. And I just eye roll every time I see new posts shared, like, okay, fences are expensive. Training isn't. Yeah. Also, people live in HOAs and deed restricted areas where they're not allowed to have fencing. It's funny because on every bike ride that I go on with the dogs, guess what I see? Little dogs roaming the street. Little tiny dogs roaming the street. So don't they need fencing too? That's a fantastic idea about shelters giving green to graduate. Think about all the lives changed. Yep, it's true. But they won't though because it uses tools and it, and it uses punishers. And they don't believe in it. It doesn't align with it. But reality doesn't align with shelters. Mark says, good morning, Jeff. Have you offered any hand signal training with that? No, no, but you can find it. I mean, just go, just jump onto YouTube. It's not that hard to do. It's absolutely not that hard to do. Once your dog understands a good, I mean, we, we, the only time we use hand signals is, is our deaf dogs, but I'm just not big on hand signal training for my personal dogs. I'm, I'm at the point where, where with my personal dogs, I can just look at them and they know what to do. Nothing fancy, but they'll know. But you can do hand signal training. It's not that hard. Once you once you obedience train your dog, just layer the hand signal over it. Just jump on a YouTube. It's it's no different than teaching a dog in another language. That's what a hand signal is. It's another language. Um, it's almost nine o'clock. Um, Thank you, Jeff. Six years ago when I worked at this from Tracy. Thank you, Jeff. Six years ago when I worked in a shelter, watching, learning, practicing, and what you taught in your videos and through our Skype sessions helped me 
Many dogs get placed in quality homes. Awesome. And teach owners how to continue until the shelter shut down my work. Yep. That's, that's what happens as well as assisting me when starting my own private business forever grateful. Oh, you're welcome, Tracy. See, that's what happens every once in a while. You'll get a, um, a shelter manager and executive director that will align with reality. And then all of a sudden, a couple of volunteers, a handful of volunteers, unpaid volunteers. This is how wokeness gets into shelters. Um, will bitch and complain and they literally will get ruined someone's career. They get somebody else in there who the volunteers like. And next thing you know, the person that was training, boot, they get booted. It happens all the time. There was one incredible shelter down in South Carolina. Incredible, big Two, three, four hundred dogs, big. I mean, beautiful, beautiful um, facility. And they were killing it on the training, killing it on the on the socialization of dogs, killing it on the 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 nuts and bolts of quiet dogs in, in, in the kennels and the cleanliness and you know and everything on the adoption and on the adoption classes, killing it. I worked with them actually when I would go down there. I go right onto their property, do classes for them with them, no charge. Any of their staff members can come to any of my seminars for free. And then all of a sudden, they got in somebody new who didn't believe in any of it. All went downhill. All went downhill. They ruined something going well based on their ideology. Karen says, good morning, Jeff. Finally got to make the inner circle to work. Enjoy your show this morning. I saw that this morning, Karen. You're the last one in. Glad you got it to work. Really glad. Um, Raquel. Um, I think this is Raquel. Every time I see your name, and there's more there's more names. But then again, we've had a lot of training, a lot of people down in Brazil, but I think this is you. I'm loving this format of live shows. Thank you. All right, guys, time for me to go. Got to bike these dogs, help Angelo with his, got to teach this kid some stuff with his schooling. Got to work on a lot of stuff this, this week. Busy week for him with his school. All right, madly in love with all of you. It's Jeff Gelman of Sally Canine Training. I care deeply. And uh, if you don't like the delivery, just listen to the message. That's all I ask. All right, take care. Bye-bye.